The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, Richard Blaze here with Jasmine Blaze. Uh, welcome to Starving for Attention, live from the portable walk-in unit um, of our home. It's not really portable. Otherwise known as a dining room. It's the dining room, yes. <laughs> it's the dining room. Uh, Lucy's here as well, but she's not paying any attention. Uh, I always, I'm just shouting that out for Cheryl, who doesn't like when we talk about our dog on the podcast. But Lucy is here, Cheryl, and she's <laughs> wanted you to know that she's here, even mm, though she's sleeping. She uh, this episode's a lot of fun. Jeff Morrow is joining us, also known as... The Sandwich King. How do you get that time? Of Chicago. Well, first of all, he does sandwiches. Yeah. So he's got a restaurant called Pork and Mindy's. Right. Because he's a funny guy. Got and that's it. kind of an amazing title, especially knowing that he's got this comedic sort of uh, theatrical um, training background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just watched the Robin Williams um, documentary, which is insanely. Um, yeah. I guess, if you're HBO. a performer or entertainer, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I watched it like three times on this last trip I just took. Uh, incredible. What? I get obsessive. Yeah, well, you get obsessive, and hopefully that's not like a red flag for anything that we need to talk about offline. No, artistically, he, okay. he, I mean, he's an absolute incredible artist. He was an incredible artist. And Sandwich King, I was yeah. thinking Ferris Bueller, but that, yeah. that's not that's the Sausage King, right? But that's but what that's it is. That's where it's so Jeff inspired Morris by from Chicago. Chicago, right? Um, he's he's obviously as big of a fan of puns as we are, Jasmine. Yeah, um, and just an incredible person. I, I was telling you, I think before when we talked about a couple of notes to hit here. Um, you know, so many people, every time someone comes on this podcast, I am absorbing some sort of positive energy from them. Like if you're on this show, yeah, uh, I'm trying to learn something from you. Like there's something you do well that you do much sure. better than we do. And like it's, it's a, it really is a, a lot about uh, myself and you and uh, like learning from the people that are on here yeah. casually. Uh, and Jeff Morrow is one of those people that like I have probably I have a hundred times more respect than you, than you could even imagine mm. um, for uh, he's just, he's, he's an incredible talent on air and in front of a camera. And one of those things, and even just like we talked about when we did the James Beard Wards uh, with him. Oh, recently. that's right. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had some good jokes in there and we really worked and we came out there and I thought really like, you know, delivered our, you know, material really well. And he came up there and did, you know, I think even, you know, as good of, or if not much better yeah. uh, than I did in that one sort of moment. And when you watch him on the show that he's on right now, co-hosting The Kitchen. Right. Right. Katie Lee. With Katie Lee yeah. and Jeff Sakarian and Sonny Anderson. Sure. Hopefully I didn't leave anyone else uh, out on that show. I don't think I did. Um, but like, he's just, he's dynamic. Right. He, he, he is a performer and, uh, you know, he just does really, really well at that. And it's one of those things that when you're in this world of being a TV chef, uh, and you go and you transition from being a behind the scenes restaurant chef, who's really only concerned about beautiful food and tweezers and offset spatulas and sous vide immersion circulators, et cetera, to then be able to look to a camera, smile, deliver lines, make a joke, make material your own, produce a little bit yourself. Right. Uh, you know, he's one of those people that you can learn a lot from. I have so many questions. Please. So was he always... I mean, how did he... So I understand what you're saying. The, the more difficult part for most chefs is like that they, they aren't trained as an actor, right? So they go, they show up on Food Network and, you know, you either kind of dough in the headlights or, or you can make something happen. But did he 
always cook as well? Did he, you know what I mean? Yeah. So without spoiling too much of the episode, there's always been this sort of parallel tracks running with him where Mm -hmm. he's sort of, uh, you know, trained actor, you know, comedian, performer, um, but at the same time is is in the restaurant business. So without spoiling right. it, he's well, got these two tracks. That's which really is, common. <laughs> anyway, yeah, right? that's that makes in, sense, the, in the yeah. entertainment industry, right? right. It's totally. very, very yeah. common. And, and, you know, he's, he shares his story, you know, moving around, trying to find the right space. Um, but what I do really love about his story is about how he, he really, it, it sort of has come full circle for him, where now he's, you know, he's cooking and he's performing and he's entertaining, but he gets it. Yeah. He gets what I call the idea of, and don't steal this, Jeff Morrow, stand up cooking. Yeah. Uh, the idea of like when you're on stage and where there's a camera in front of you, yes, you're cooking. Yes, you have to be skilled. And he mentions this in the podcast, which is really important if you're listening. Like those people don't even know how to cook. No, you can't. You also can't be in front of a camera uh, cooking a dish and not know what you're doing. Like, right. like the, the viewer sees through that right away. And those people don't last long either, regardless right. of how good looking they are or funny they are or how great their voice is or whatever it is that they, they also bring to the table. Um, but yeah, he, he just, he gets the idea that like it's a performance and I've always admired him for a really, really long time. So it was fun to hang out with him sitting in, was that, you had said you had a couple of questions. Is that, that was, was the that main the, one? Yeah. Um, we got to hang out in his hotel room with him just just uh both of us alone oh, that's fun and literally kind of like right as he checked in so it oh, was also good for me to good. see anyways you know what was, was really important was it, did it suitcase explode everywhere like yours does when you check in no i didn't i, I, I think uh. i did see him on a load of suitcase but no i wanted to see like what kind of swag was at his room oh. uh it didn't get there yet right like yeah. it was like <laughs> one little say. mini like ginger vodka or whatever it yeah. was yeah yeah um so i felt really good well, that like yeah. you know because he's in the he's in the zone i imagine he got some swag Definitely. No, That's the he, weekend he, he got on. some swag. I was jealous his wife was coming out to hang out with him and I've been following nice. him on the Instagram. By the way, he also destroys the Instagram game. And I mentioned at the end of the podcast, he's In one of way? these people that I tr- sort of track, mm. mean, meaning his growth rate is pretty, pretty oh, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's his, not, his content's mediocre, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, it's better than mediocre. Um, but like, he's just, you know, he's on TV every Saturday morning, right. hosting in the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, you can see that that sort of growth rate of being someone who's on a television set every, every you know, day, yeah, or once every, a week, every morning, right. whatever it is. Uh, so a lot of fun. We were there. I bet that's a, I bet that's a good time slot. I always loved it. I've always been sending the, hey, can Saturday morning, Sunday morning blocks, which are usually filled with, you know, Pioneer Woman, who you're a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, Ina Garten and these sort of times like Giada. Yeah. uh, Bobby's Brunch, things like that. That's just like. Right. That's their daytime. Yeah. Kind of like crush those time slots. But yeah, uh, I always wanted to do that. That sort of like dad cooking from home with yeah. a flannel shirt open on, on the Sunday block. Come I'll hit me with Food Network. Guys, I'll do it. Um, but he's in it. He's in it. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I say that with like, I'm glad too. Like he's yeah. one of those people that you kind of, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for. Um, we were there for the New York City uh, Wine and Food Festival. Um, and this is an event that happens every year. It's sort it's of festival is, season. It is festival season. Or it's like a second festival season. I <laughs> it's guess the there's fall two. festival season. Yeah, fall, it's fall and spring, right? Yeah. And it, it's, 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 it's interesting to see these different festivals play out too, especially like in New York city, you were mentioning like, this is one of the biggest cities in the world. Right. So like this f- festival is the diner of festival menus. It's got a diner menu, if that okay. makes sense. Like if there's anything you possibly want, you can find on this menu of festivals, mm. meaning like right. if you want, using the menu analogy, uh, continuing to use it, if you want two crab cakes and a split lobster thermidor at a good <laughs> diner, it's there. Right. It's on the menu. Yeah. Uh, and, like the, and, and that was the, what I did there. I did a brunch with Wiley Dufresne. 
Yeah, nice. One of my favorites. One yeah, of your that's favorites. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, How was it? Eternal guest of this podcast. Fun? Whatever he wants, come on. You know what? It was it was a blast. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Sure. By the way, live yeah. and in the moment. Um, one because I'm not usually a big fan of these sort of like seated you know, festival collaboration sort of meals. Okay. Generally because they're just hard to pull off. Yeah, of you're course. You're in a strange kitchen. Right. You're working with a team you've never met. You don't know what's going to happen. Were it's you just hard in to... an event space? We were in Chef's Club. Oh, uh, So oh, now cool. Chef's Club, I have, nice. like, I have to be honest, didn't know a lot about Chef's Club. Yeah. Like, I know oh, that they have one really? in Aspen. I know that, oh. like, you know. Well, I know hip. a lot about You're it. hip and cool. Yeah, obviously. Um, but it's basically like a, you know, chef in residence sort of program. Yeah. The space is beautiful. The and that's what um, Dana Cowan's involved in now, right? Uh, I, is she still involved? I'm not well, sure. She, I just saw that's her what in she, Seattle she this week. She did leave there to go do that she for a little while. She did something with right? Chef's Club. I don't know if she's still part yeah. of it or if she's consulting on it. We got to get her on the pod, by the way. I saw her in Seattle. Sidebar. She's got her own podcast. Sweet. Um, as well I wish I remembered what the name of the title was but she said she wants to come on and I'd love to do that because she I used to fear Dana Cowan so hard I remember because she's a food editor of Food and Wine magazine for so many years you just really, always felt like she could just make or break you in a moment I, well, she, I you still feel still that still feel yeah. that power like uh, oddly enough like even like having like just a couple moments with her backstage in Seattle for the Smart Kitchen Summit which is where else where, where we were also this week um, kind of amazing uh, back to this festival yeah Wiley Dufresne crushed the game uh, it's, uh, you know, I always feel like I have to do something that lives up to Wiley. Yeah. That but makes sense. Every time I try to do that, it never works. Um, and speaking of, like, remember this week we just did an episode on Food Network with Antonia LaFaso where she made a spaghetti cake yes. with liquid nitrogen and stuff. And like, <laughs> yes, and you were watching it like, what? Yes. Like she, it was like I, bizarro Antonia. Right. Antonia yeah. was, I mean, let's be Antonia, honest. We need to get Antonia on the, sh- on the podcast just to talk, just about, to talk spaghetti about cake. that spaghetti cake. Oh. <laughs> I just want to talk about that one course. Why, yeah. why grapes? Why would there split grapes? I love how your thing is why grapes. I can't. I can't get my head around it. Everything else about that dish <laughs> is my questions about it. But anyway, if you didn't see this episode, it was a lot of fun. And Antonia is a much more talented chef than me, and she usually much kicks more. my butt. All yes, <laughs> and she usually kicks my ass all over the arena. But for some reason, in this one moment, yeah. she did so a liquid nitrogen on, ice cream. Did you say this? Oh, you're on guys' grocery it was guys games. grocery games were the sibling competition. Yeah, judges, was, we were cooking siblings, with our sister and yeah. brother, and. She made a spaghetti cake in the microwave with liquid nitrogen. It was like Richard Blaze. Richard like Blaze. Like 2007. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> right? So she jumped in a time machine. She, but, but what I'm saying here, let's bring it back, is she sort of did something that I would kind of have done. She didn't play her game. If no. she would have just done yeah. like ricotta pancakes with blueberry compote, she wins the day. Totally. Uh, and I always can fall victim to that too. So when I did this brunch with Wiley, I did really simple food. I did the type of food that we're serving at Juniper and Ivy or in our restaurants. Not simple, yeah. but like, yeah, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and it works. Like you don't try and play someone else's game. Right. So I, I'm always nervous about that. But now that I know Wiley as a friend as but much, I'm Wiley's not... Wiley's not even playing Wiley's game anymore. Wiley's not WD50 mm. Wiley anymore either, right? You know what? That's interesting. So like... He's doing Deuce Donuts, right? And sure. you've seen him on one of the first episodes of this podcast. Go back in the archive. Mm-hmm. Um, Deuce Donuts. The donuts are amazing. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think Wiley is doing Wiley. Just, just his evolution is right? so small because yeah. it's donuts. Well, right? but... Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but... So his course at the, the, the brunch was that... Well, his, more WD fifty or more well, Dew's Donuts. Uh, uh, Alder, which was his one of his other yep. restaurants. Right. Um, the first course was pigs in a blanket, mm-hmm. which was from this restaurant Alder right. in uh, uh, in New York City, yeah. right? And it's you know a Chinese sausage wrapped around some bread that gets you know put in a pasta machine, basically. So right. very wily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, homemade, yeah. you know, sweet and sour sauce and right. Chinese mustard and like very, very wily. Okay. Good. Of which go on my Instagram page, Wiley hand feeds me this dish. I haven't had carbs in like three months 
And like when Wiley Dufresne hands you a hot dog wrapped in bread, like you yeah, have you no choice. You, have you to don't just say, eat. I'm not eating right. carbs right now. Exactly. That's like what I'm the saying. lamest thing you have to say. It's super lame, but that was what was running through yeah, my mind. I'm sure it and was. And when I did eat the. I'm glad you pulled back on being you. that lame. I had to. And then when I you did eat, uh, when I, when I, when he did hand feed me, um, I also did he, a little bit of his finger got in my mouth. Ew. Well, I'm that's just, a little gross. Well, it's, I was asking if someone hand. Maybe on purpose. Well played. Maybe on purpose, um, but always really fun to hang out with Wiley. I I realize yeah, the zone that good. I'm in. I'm not Wiley Dufresne. Uh, I, I mean, I love his food, but like he is like an, an intellect. Yeah, and like that's what I was gonna say about his donuts. He's talking about like the pH and like the the the, the glaze of his donuts. The same way Wiley right. would talk about one of his dishes at WD. So yeah. I don't think yeah. um, that he's got too far off. He might yeah. tell you I'm just a donut guy now. Um, but I don't think that's the case. He's still Wiley. Yeah. Um, we know what I loved about the brunch with Wiley is that, you know, I, I of course, was, you know, playing the mayoral sort of role, walking around and shaking oh. hands. And, and, and like, wow. I, what do you <laughs> it's mean? not always your, your, your role. Oh, I think it is. Uh, in a seated. More so. In a, d- yeah. Like walking dinner. around saying, yeah, okay. and the most frequently asked question about Wiley, what do you think it was? And remember, this most is generally like, this is a, a you know, a asked. food festival Food Network sort of crowd, I, I, New Yorkers, of course. I'm sure some people from Jersey were there. So some bridge and tunnel folks were this there. This is probably but an obvious thing. No worries. I don't know. Uh, so here, this is the most frequently asked question about Wiley Frank. Why did he cut his hair? Oh. And like they're asking me, which is right. always like, like I was yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I don't know. Like I didn't give him style advice. Yeah. Um, he's so handsome. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it was all good. But I thought that that was interesting. I think for Wiley, that throws him off a little bit. Right. He's yeah. like, it's like he wants to talk about the pH and right. the donut glaze <laughs> exactly. or how he made the Chinese sausage. Like, what do you mean? And people really just want to know, you know, want to, don't want to talk to him more about being a sex symbol and <laughs> <laughs> having, having short hair. Uh, but lots of fun after the brunch, which we crushed. It actually, I think, worked out really, really well. Good. Um, by the way, I did a trivia at the end of it, and I gave away my White Castle gift certificate card. Oh, good someone. job. Yeah. That was a good call. I, I, I didn't use it You had to give away trip. something. So. I, I, I gave two Supreme yeah. stickers and a White Castle gift certificate to um, uh, someone, Zach, who was in the audience, who's a super fan of the pod as well. Those are some um, of the weirdest gifts ever. It was, I thought it was perfect though, right? Yeah. And then if you, want, if you won something, it was like, here's $10 gift certificate to White Castles and two yeah. Supreme stickers. Yeah. Um, by the way, which the Supreme store was right next to the event. It's right. Supreme New York is right near Chef's Club. Mm-hmm. And there were like a thousand people online for Supreme. And I thought they were coming to our release. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm crushing the 20 something yeah. like hip hop skater kids, crowd man. right now. Uh, no, they were they were going to go buy some uh, Supreme gear and, and, and flip it and make a ton of money off of it. Uh, lots of fun. That night, I headed off to the main uh, fe- festival event of the weekend, probably, which was Food Network's 25th birthday party. No, oh, fun. Uh, on the pier, on a rooftop. Mm. I will say this. It's been a while since I've been to New York City uh, Wine and Food Festival. Um, this was the biggest thing I've ever seen. Wow. This was football fields in length worth of vendors and yeah. kiosks. It was so big that there were like every football field had their own band and or DJ. Right. <laughs> like the sound wouldn't travel to the next one. And the sound one. would right, not right, travel. Right. right. The yeah. sound would not travel to the next thing. There yeah. were just, there was so much food and just so much, so many people up there. It would be great to talk to like one of the like masterminds behind that. I mean, we'll get Lee, Lee Schrager, right? Yeah, but we'll but Lee, I mean, even got... more of like, I mean, it would be great to talk to Lee, uh, obviously, but it would be great to like, just talk to like the event producer. Mm. Of like, let's do that. What let's, that load in looks like, like just can you imagine all the hiccups and things that can happen along the line when you're trying to orchestrate something that big? Right. I mean, I we've mean, done Burger Bash at Sobe before yeah. and understand just like what a challenge it is, just as a sure. as a one kiosk, as a person, yeah, trying to right. make things happen. Um, 
And I, it, it was just like, I was just blown away how yeah. many people were up on top of this roof. Yeah. Uh, and I was blown away by what it means. And I say this with just respect, admiration, and a, a, a click of jealousy. I think that's okay to say. Like if you are a Food Network star, like mm. if you are one of the top, I don't know, 10, mm-hmm. and maybe 10 is, <laughs> 10, 10 is long, right. uh, but if you are a Bobby Flay or a Giada sure. or an Alton Brown You're like Wagyu Garden, beef. You are, you are Wagyu beef. You're, you're getting massaged with beer and champagne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and well, I, at the same point, uh, point, I was a little like, like concerned for them because they had these like meet and greet booths set yeah, up, which yeah. maybe you would see at like a Comic Con. Right. And if you're in like, imagine that you're at Comic Con and you're in the cast of Game of Thrones. You're Peter Dinklage at, at, sure. at Comic Con. Yeah. And you gotta, you're gonna take a thousand selfies. Right. With fans. Right. Uh, and it's gonna be like just five second interaction. Did like you're seeing Britney in Vegas. A, did they give them a break? Like it was. I'm sure they did. Like, like hours of participation or something. At, at like one that? point, I wanted to see Alton. I didn't get a chance to say hi to Alton, but like there was just so many people between him and where I was, right. and just like there was, it was impossible to sort of uh, you know get to him to say hello. But like I'm sure huh. they got breaks. Of course, they got well taken care of. But uh, it's incredible. Food Network is an incredible thing. 25 years is just out of control. Yeah. Um, I am blessed and lucky enough to be on the outer orbits outskirts of that family mm. uh, but i did get um ushered into the vip pit booth oh, to yeah? take lots of food network photos with um you know uh, you all the in? other food network did you stars. sneak in or what i did not sneak in kind of did, did you just kind of, kind of like kind of like edge your way in or no um i i i guess i am recognizable enough for you know people that i don't even know how we got in but people just sort of were like oh, oh, oh come on this is where you got this is where you're going okay uh and then here do this, fi- this do this picture say happy birthday to food network do this right. content you seem like you don't believe this i'm a story. little incredulous you like i mean you know it's maybe maybe you just hung around until I would not because it would be too embarrassing to be hanging. To be <laughs> honest with you, like, of the corral. so this is like what it ended up being. And again, I just t- sort of paint this picture. There is a picture on Richard Blaze's Instagram account of like this pen, which is open basically to the outside and all the fans that are there. And you're just in this little pen with all the Food Network talent. And there's literally just people hanging over the fence trying to say hello, you know, uh, you know, touch Bobby Flay on the arm, like sure, take a picture right. with Alex Warnishelli. Like smell Jeff Sakarian, like it's um, insane, yeah. right? Uh, and you know, it, it was it was I was lucky to be in there, and I and I, I got in a few pictures. Now, uh, when I left, I was I was very clearly like, wow, that was I don't know how I got in some of those pictures, um, but no, there was no sneaking in. Uh, that happened, but lots of fun, amazing to see a lot of our Food Network family and friends. Sad that you weren't there. Yeah, it was a bummer. This timing didn't really work out, but yeah, it would have been fun to go. Yeah, but um, I think it, you know what it made me? It made me really appreciate this festival um, and also Sobe. And I, I think let's get down to South Beach this year. Um, one, because I know we have a couple of integrations that we're going to do down there, um, but also to, to get down there and even just bring Starving for Attention down there. Yeah. Uh, and, and and do a couple of episodes from uh, South Beach. That sounds like a good winter uh, winter couple of days, doesn't it, Jasmine? Sure. Hey everyone, I want to take a minute to tell you about the Analon Advanced Series. Just like starving for attention, Analon knows that food, cooking, eating, and life connect us and are interconnected. We know that these connections are personal and collective. They extend across histories, social lives, and cultures, and that they renew and refresh each day through quality cooking and entertaining. That's why they're committed to making quality gourmet kitchenware, to designing and providing kitchenware that supports, grows, and 
sustains these connections and committed to supporting, growing, and sustaining our connections to you. Speaking of connections, Jasmine, we've been cooking on the Analon stuff a little bit. And And rattling the pans. Rattling the pans, shaking them up. Shaking the pans. Uh, Playing the piano on the stovetop with the pans. Uh, Super slick. Yeah, They look great. What are some of the most important things for you with pans? To me, it's like the longevity, right? Honestly, I, I need a nonstick pan in my life. Like a good I, one. You know what? I, we, we said this before, but like everyone needs a good nonstick yeah. pan in their life. I mean, chefs. It's a workhorse. Yeah. Eggs. Come on. You know, I mean, you can yeah. be a rock star and try and cook them on cast iron or yep. <laughs> whatever you have to do. But these eggs are just sliding off this analon surface. Uh, you know what I also love? This is kind of a weird thing, mm. but I love that they come with these tempered glass lids. Oh, that are nice. like uh, oven nice. safe to 400 degrees. Nice. But like, you know, lids don't get enough credit. What happens to lids? They end up in the back of the drawer mm, or yeah. you don't even use them enough at like restaurants and like lids have a function. Yeah. As a matter of fact, right. this is a whole new rant, but I feel like lids are like, I don't know, socks of the kitchen drawers. They disappear. Where's the lid for this? And they have mm-hmm. a use just yeah. like socks. Right. We've been having a lot of fun with our Analon cookware. I hope you guys will too. Easy to clean surfaces, triple layer premium non-stick interiors. Plus, they look super, super slick. Visit Macy's to shop the collection or go to Analon.com now. Awesome. Well, listen, without further ado, one of those big Food Network stars are on this episode. Here it is, Jeff Morrow. What's up, brother? What's up, man? I'm I, in your room, dude, and, and it is cozy. This here. is like um, a food, a Food Network, uh, like fans' dream. <laughs> oh right? yeah, exactly. Like, like you're offering me like mini bar snacks. You know how many you know young men would love to be uh, in your position right now, right? Men and women, just any, yeah, any just, humans, just to see how we not not to be in my room to see how glamorous we really do have it. It is a pretty small room. It's I'm sitting sweet, on the bed. Uh, first of all, we you are sitting on the bed. I'm sitting in the chair. Thank you for doing that, You're by the welcome. way. Which is really just you know a way to sort of for you to not have to be like, oh, Richard Blaze's ass was on the corner of the bed <laughs> later today. <laughs> That's kind of why. I'm um, glad you chose the chair. But you are the first. I've had people come to my hotel rooms for the podcast. You're the first person to invite us into their room. Well, that's great. So, you know what? I just got in. So what I. What if I'm not a vampire you. though? Like you've invited, you've you invited in. me in. Yeah, but yeah. where does it count? Does it count at the entrance of the hotel or the entrance of the room? I feel like for the hotel, it has to count to the room, which you also let. I mean, you let me in there, That's too. That's a I'm second just, degree of in, invitation, I guess. Do you, are you saying that if you're in a hotel and you've a vampire... yeah. Okay, but if, or are you saying that it, the second door negates like the vampire yes. code? Yeah. Okay. Because otherwise, where would vampires go in all the vampire lore? To a hotel and clean up. That's true. All they need is the <laughs> bellman to let them in. That's true. Which happens automatically. Mm. Most of them are stylish and handsome. Basically, or, and or it's a, a bell person's job. To let them in. They're in. They can go to any room via powers and glamoring and just mop up, dude. It's like a, it's like an old country buffet. So, uh, this is true. This is true. So then with the question of like vampire or werewolf, yeah. you're obviously then team vampire, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, easily. Because you're so classy. I'm, oh, I'm you're clean shaven. You're clean shaven. I didn't did shave this morning. Right? I did miss some spots that I always no no like pick up in the in the lavatory. You're like a plane. you know what you remind me of like you're like young like a young Fallon. Your Food Networks, your Food Networks young Fallon. You know what? I do get that a lot. I, I get it on the streets. I get it from people I meet in person. No, um, I mean when you say you get it on the streets, like do you, you get look, it just you like know who you look like. I know who they're going to say. Right. Used to be Richard Grieco. Mm. That ship has sailed. Right. Okay. I miss those days. <laughs> Which is both? I mean, both are really good, right? Mm, yeah, like, one's but be- probably better than the other. True, but I mean, bo- but I mean, but, but I mean, both have both at one point were a top top oh, of yeah. their game. I both mean, Richard Grieco was, <laughs> was as big, if not bigger, than Fallon is now. Back in the uh, you right, know, and both the mid, and both uh, incredibly 90s. handsome, right? Of course, yeah. Like I get Jim Brewer. <laughs> 
So like, like, That's where do you good, go for yeah. that? But you're like, okay, like Goat Boy was cool but back that, in yeah, like, where, like, where does it go from there? Like, but I've done a show that? before, and you know, we did have a, uh, 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 you know, exchange uh, back in the day when he was on the pre, not the Tonight Show, the previous show, and uh, it was a funny story. I mean, I got, I mean, who who doesn't want to be on? That show shooting in Thirty Rock, doing it. I made yeah. a, a, a big meat fried meatball sandwich. Got and it. You know, prep kitchens did it. Great. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're doing the demo. Six minutes, right? Rush through it with Fallon. The roots are there. It was awesome. I thought I killed. Then we take a bite of the, the end product at the end. That right. The, the kitchens did in the back. I mean, there's not enough. You know, six minutes, you can't fry a meatball in that time. This thing was like medium rare at best. Right. Meatball, <laughs> pork, veal, you know, okay. egg, everything in there. Sure, sure. And he sure. takes a bite of it, and I'm like. And then, you know, it cuts, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And he's, like, eating this like his life depends on <laughs> but it. But so is he aware of it, though? He goes, it doesn't. He's like, everything. Everything I eat is f- raw. No. Everything's raw. <laughs> everything's raw. But then the roots, the entire band, because they yeah. were enticed by a giant sure. fried meatball with yeah. jarnera on there. It was a beautiful sandwich. Of course. Of course. I mean, uh, right? naturally. Naturally. Right. And, and they just started going to town on this thing. And I didn't have the heart to tell you. Yeah. So as someone who's made tartare meatballs, yeah. like, I'm okay with it. Like it's I mean, good. Uh, I but hear with the just, egg, like there's a lot in there, like the viscosity and the the mouthfeel of a raw. Yeah, and this thing was about I'd say two inches thick, so right. this was not a round ball. This was a patty mm, of mm. just that. Okay, so I, in my mind, I could have been responsible if things would have gone differently for right. the whole shutdown of uh, the, you know the Late Show with Jimmy Fallon back then. Trichinosis, whatever, yeah, it, it, foodborne it, illness. Because the whole of thing. My quest love. Yes, laid up for weeks. He could not at a time. be with us. Writing no DJ gigs. Nothing. That's right. Nothing. And it, it would be all your fault. This is it's different. Hey, yeah. it's a wonderful life. I did. I did Fallon. Marvel. I did Fallon once as well. And I feel like. Did, did, do you remember the music that they play? Like the, you know how they the play the sort music? of theme music. Oh, I wish I Mine did. was I naturally some sort of like blazed was in the title, so okay. it was like just blaze or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's pretty. Like was I, it, was I, I kind of was too? so. No, I feel like it was a cover or something. But I feel like I was like so like blown away by that yeah. that like the rest of the segment I don't even remember. I was you, like, did, did see, they just play me in? Attention. They I just played me in with a, with a with a blaze intro. Kind I, of amazing. I wish I could uh, go back and remember that, but I I don't know if I can. Find, we're gonna I don't find it. It's on YouTube. We're gonna we're gonna we we're gonna jump it. in there and find it. So now you basically uh, so that was one moment. Now though, you're living with uh, GZ in a, an apartment somewhere in the kitchen. Exactly. Right, you guys all live in one house. We do. We're, you know, it's four sunny, friends right, trying right, to. Yeah. True story. Right. Uh, four strangers pick to live in a house. Um, do you guys play it like it's like? I mean, because it is right. I mean, it's sort of set in your home, right? I mean, that's yeah. what all. I mean, that's in the kitchen, right? right so, right. I mean, we do have a, a a very spacious set in in Montclair, New Jersey. Yes, um, it's very glamorous, and you know, we do it every three weeks. We all get along splendidly. And I think that is because we're not doing it every day. Mm. Some of these shows, these panel talk shows, lifestyle talk shows, right. day in, day out, we get to spend three days together and then leave and not see each other for three, four weeks. Recharge, you sure. know, absence, heart, fonder. And, and, okay, so that's, you're saying that that's what is the key, I think key to the, the chemistry. Key to our longevity thus far right. and the chemistry. And nobody like, and we all get along. It's, it's odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, odd that you – yeah, I mean, I guess because – you're all stars. Yeah, well, you know. No, no, that's us, right. I mean, you're all... Everyone that has, comes with egos, right? Everyone has egos. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, television personalities and mm-hmm. actors and, like, you know, have that egos. And then you throw the, sh- the word chef into the mix. It's a, it it's could a, be dangerous, it's right? It's a heavy load, man. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And then, of course, and you're pretty, like, high... You're high energy, mm-hmm. dude. 
Do you yeah. feel do you feel like people like because um, I've done, I've been on set with you yeah. for a few different things and I feel like you're one of those people like wow I gotta I gotta keep up with this I gotta keep up with this energy. Well, I didn't know that. Like I'll take it. I think that's a compliment. Um, it is a compliment. Oh, 100 percent. You know, I just think uh, it's always you know I'm, I'm eager to please. I want to be quick and witty, so I keep myself, you know, caffeinated and clean, and I don't eat heavy on set. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. all like my physical. Uh, uh, you know how how I uh, you know I go into onto set and how I uh, you know treat my body. I think is important to you know I try to wake up, work out, eat clean, drink a lot of coffee, drink a lot of water, and right. that's probably attributed to my energy. So it's just game. It's just it's just like the way you prep for your game. It does. Which, by the way, you have like you've always been in good shape. No, but I feel like the last year you yeah. turned it up. Last couple, yes, year and a half too. I've I've turned it up ever since like last June. Because I think last time I saw you, we were in Wisconsin at a, huh. a like yeah. last fall doing Kohler. like an event at Kohler. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, which by the way, like I mean, pretty amazing place. It's really neat. I it's, mean, it's Wonderland. It's Pleasantville. It's it's a little Stepford, right? funded by uh, you know <laughs> uh, faucets, and exactly. shower heads. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of like oh these like it's could. It's a little robotic, a little Americana robotic. Can you measure the water but, bill there? I mean, it's just that's so much true. water. Did you? I mean, I don't know what kind of tub you had, but I had one that literally it. was like raining buck. <laughs> like it was it's a tub, up. and I looked up, and it was like it would just rain buckets and gallons and that's like of water an old, on top of me. Typical Midwest Wisconsin like lodge type mm-hmm. resort, quote unquote, and the ceilings can't be higher than seven feet. Yeah, but you get in that bathtub and that shower head. This thing is was incredible. literally inside you, and I feel almost. like they're all. I feel like they're all unique, or like where we we were staying. They were, we were taking yeah. well, well, oh, every, care of. everything. Um, but I remember like uh, catching you after a fits. I was yeah. I, I was in the in the gym with you, or, or right. in the locker room, or something. Yeah. And uh, I may have looked up at you as I was putting on my shoes, as we, you were getting we dressed did or undressed. A in and I was the like, room. Moros, he's he's on some shit. He's on some Tom Brady stuff right now. <laughs> Sorry, I know you're a Chicago guy. I should have used a Chicago athlete. Well, you don't have, well Trubisky, but, if you're, you know, I, I guess it's Trubisky. And, like, I am following. I'm following the Bears. Uh, but is is he? In, he's not. Is he in Brady shape? I guess no, he's, a he's professional not in, athlete. He's not in, he's not um, in Brady shape. He is in Brady shape. But Why you, not? But, but how do you do that with all the the pork and the sandwiches yeah, you know and the I mean? bread and? I uh, you know what I did? It's if if you watch my first episodes of Sandwich King when I after I won Food Network Star eight and a half years ago, right? When this Was all it that started, long ago? yeah, wow. Man. I was at, you know, I was at a pretty heavy point, right? I was, you know, I'd work out. Okay. I was, I don't know. I, I don't know what I weighed, but it was, you can, you can look at it on YouTube and you can see a significant change, right? right. Um, and then you start watching yourself more uh, and then you kind of trim down. But those beginning couple years were pretty, I, I apexed probably year two, year three, because, you know, you're yeah. used to the lifestyle. You're getting wined and dined. Mm. You're going out. You're people, I mean, constantly feeding and in drinking you, yeah, essentially, yeah. and it's hard to say no, and then you learn to say no, and then I kind of hit a plateau, started working out harder, maybe eating paleo stuff like that, mm. and then I kind of dropped weight, and I've always worked out, especially on the road. I've been religious about that, but uh, about a year and a half ago, I started did some research on intermittent fasting. Oh, dude, and it has changed my life. Wait, so okay, so, so now what you I saw am... today was the first time I ate in twenty hours. Yeah, first of all, this is something I'm about to embark on. And okay, I, and I'm in a sixty day, uh, super low carb, low sugar, low dairy right. sort of thing. Yeah, but I've been fascinated by the intermittent fasting. And so, are you on a five two? Are you you going twenty four hours or no? I go, only... I go usually three days a week, one meal a day. Right, sensible. Okay. Yeah. Meat and vegetables, like con- a good whatever you starch, want, yeah. though, right? 
Essentially, you can yeah. only eat so much when you only eat once a day. Too, this is which true. Is great. So you have a you have so you have a window of when you a eat a window. Okay, which is what when usually when is- five anywhere between five and eight. Okay, and then the rest of the week I'll do like anywhere sixteen, sixteen hour fast to eighteen hour fast. Sometimes right. twenty hour fast, maybe two meals a day. But if I have a really hard workout, there's like my body will be, I'll make it only sixteen hours. But I never eat. I rarely, maybe once every couple weeks, I'll just wake up and eat right not not worrying about the numbers it, it, it kind of becomes like uh just skip breakfast is really the key and that's to get really to, to get to like 12 or 16 hours black it's not, coffee it's not hard. in a ton of water right maybe some sea salt or something here and there you know for electrolytes really just like a little a little a little pinch like a little, a little pinch of himalayan pink sea salt yeah <laughs> really? just a little there. bit a little, little, little like oh uh, you're fasting again uh, i can see you by the stove <laughs> and i'm just like eating salt like a macaw <laughs> Uh, McCall's like salt. They get on the side. I'm a big bird nerd. Uh, oh, wait, you have, you have dogs. I, I, I have follow. Dogs, yeah. I follow your, your 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 dogs' names are Joe Joe uh, jo- Pino G and JoJo. Pino G and, and JoJo. Short for Pino Grigio. Ah, there you go. Of he course. looks like a. Like They're a, beautiful dogs. A dusty yeah. pour of uh, my my mom and aunt's favorite. I was gonna say you Pino know Grigio. you know you, you know you've reached like a, a certain level of like comfort as a celebrity when you're just like here are my dogs walking down the street. What's up? With the, like, I, the last, I think your last post was like crushing Wednesday. Crushing dogs. Wednesday, I know. You know what I'm trying to do? Tell me what I'm you're trying, trying to do. get a deal with these. I'm trying to get some endorsements yeah. oh, you, with my dogs. Oh, you're trying to jump on the Rachel? Yeah, on, on, on Rachel. Why not? Yeah, everybody else, you know, it makes a lot. It, it makes a lot of sense. People, well, everyone loves dogs. It's, it's almost like it's like Jeff Morrow. Everyone loves Jeff Morrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone loves cute, everyone, adorable dogs. Everyone, cute, adorable. But, but I, we, we I, love I, our dogs. You, yeah. But I feel like you're being serious. Like you are. Like no, I want to wanna pimp them out. Yeah. Which, Why not? There's nothing ethically or morally wrong about that. No. We're going to take, we take good, yeah. great care of them. We yeah. keep them in shape. We walk them three times a day. They get good food. Yeah. Especially if like the worst case scenario is you get some free, you get some free grub for your dog. Free grub. Right. You know, put it on a plane, make it, you know, show up, do a little song and dance on set something. Right. Take home a, a big check, put it into the kid's college fund. That's what you do. Have you ever been on set? I mean, probably on the kitchen. Have you ever done any work with animals? No, on set? I haven't. You haven't? No. Okay. I did Good Morning America a couple, like last month, and there was a, a cheetah and some penguins backstage. Right. Baby cheetah that oh I got gosh. to hold. But this was not on camera. Okay, but you that got, you got to, oh, I saw that, dude. You got to hold a baby cheetah. Oh, my God. Kind I was of like, amazing. Who's in the next room? Uh, someone huge. I forget. Right. Some A-lister. Right. They didn't Hugh care. Hugh Jackman's next door. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. Song and dance man <laughs> uh, of the yeah. century. <laughs> this is Jacked true. Jackman. Yes, right. Blasted and you're like, abs. And you're like, I don't care about I don't Kevin care. Costner. I care about the penguin. Yes. And the three baby did cheetah. You, did you hold the penguin? No, I did not. They're a little, they're a little squirrely. Yeah, you know, I've done some work with... Uh, Maybe I have done an endorsement with animals before, right? Maybe right. I have done that. And uh, it was with, and you know, like when you have like the celebrity animals, there's always like four or five of them. You think there's just one, but like if there's like you know, oh, it's like it's, the Olsen twins. Yes, right. There's five. Got to have one in the in, in the trunk <laughs> ready to come out. <laughs> exactly. Just in case the other one. Like you don't know, there's three Olsen twins. If one right, shits like, the bed, has a has a fit. You bring you right, bring and one there's in. only per like law, you can only use one of them for That's a certain true. amount for a certain amount of time. Maybe I did so do that, something before I had a dog. I did something for like a pet big pet store, right? For a paper towel company, and I there was like famous dogs there, right? You know, like a dog with the tongue sticks out all the time, something like that. Yeah, and these th- more people cared. People didn't care about seeing me. They were it there is, to see the dog. Yeah, it, it is kind of. I have been like early on. I mean, I well, yeah, I'm saying that like I've really got past that point. But like, I've been bounced from a morning show before because of like the pet adoption segment, Get like local it. TV. You've been preempted. Yeah, yeah, by- exactly. Like, oh man, sorry, 
we have to do the pet adoption segment. That's humbling, man. That Just is, when you think, yeah. right? You're high on the hog right. in this business. Someone humbles you That's very it. quickly. When it's like animals or also I've, puppets. Have, I've been bounced Get by puppets here. before. <laughs> what is it? Like Avenue Q? It was Avenue here. Q. Yeah. All right. Avenue so Q. probably at the I mean, height. it makes sense. That is. Yeah. I mean, if it's like if you're getting bounced for like Kermit <laughs> or Miss Piggy, yeah, you're little, okay. Little, yeah. Little, 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 yeah. Like irrelevant at this point. Right. Um, but you have – so you, you are working with dogs. So I see you've done some uh, – You've done some uh, hot dog endor- endorsements. Yes, I've done that for Oscar Mayer. How, how to fun is that? Wiener Mobile all around Manhattan. That's again. How, how much nobody fun is that? cares about me. They care about they cared about the truck. Uh, you are driving in a giant hot. You're in. A I hot. didn't get to drive it. You got okay. to go to training. For you like, got, but you got to sit in it. It's three months of training. Is it like a parade float? No, it's posh leather seats, custom embroidered. It's like a limo. Oscar Mayer wieners on the back. Right. Super sound system. It's beautiful. It's yeah. great. And these things, they're all over the country. They train to like out of college. You can take, you know, they, 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 all these thousands of kids apply out of college for take a year, travel the world or travel the country via Wienermobile. Right. Give out, you know, uh, 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 Wiener whistles. Who doesn't have a Wiener whistle? I, I don't have one. Even oh, after trolling Oscar Myers, <laughs> knowing that you had the deal, yeah. I, I was I was trolling them hard. Right. I was like, "Hey, I like I like hot dogs. I like hot dogs." I'm just saying, like, I'll up. show up. Like, it was I don't... awesome. But they don't give out hot dogs. Everybody thinks that in this culture with food trucks and yeah. all this mobile food service, you think they're giving out food. They're not. They only, they're not. They they that is like a number one rule. They will not give out any hot dogs on mm. the hot dog on the Wienermobile. Mm. Only whistles. Mm. Well, that makes people were trying to eat the whistles. I was like, hey, no, we lost a guys. couple good guys. <laughs> Do you ever think you'd be doing that, dude? Like, dude, like, I love it. I mean, yeah. isn't that the craziest part of this business? Is that these brands come to you and they trust you to represent their brand, right? People call it selling out. People call it everything. I call it. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Are we? I, I think we're done. I hope we're I done hope with so. that point because the whole because like, that's is, not why I'm bringing it up. It's like no. like when I see when I see people doing their thing like yeah. that, I'm like. Good for him. Yeah. Let me troll that brand now. Yeah. I like hot dogs too. Or There's like no reason, lo- you know, you shouldn't get a shot. You right. know what I mean? But I, I, I think we are I mean, I don't see you get in you get a lot of hate on the social for things Sometimes. Like that. Really? You know, some brands I, I, I did that maybe you know, one in particular, but it right. wasn't it, you know, it comes and goes and it's yeah. come, people forget about it. And what I did was take it, put away Certain amount for my son's college, right? Certain amount for our savings, and, and have a down payment on our house. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like going out and renting a limo, yeah. you know, Escalade limos with like lighting effects inside, and like yeah, getting getting hammered at it with bottle service at the club. Right. If you not were, that there's anything wrong with no. that, but like I use it to live my life and and create a a if, better you know culture at home. Hey, everyone. Uh, listen, here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, which makes sense. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid. So they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Make sure to stick around after this podcast to get the latest headlines from the AP News Minute. 
Hey, everyone, listen, if you're excited for Halloween, like I know we are here at the Blaze household, you're going to love all the thrilling shows Podcast One has to offer. Get ready for the chills and thrills with some of the best crime and mystery shows around, like Beyond the Darkness, Serial Killer Podcast, Cold Case Files, Murder Made Me Famous, The First Degree, and so much more. Check out all these thrilling shows today on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. You're all American, happily married, dude. Yeah. Um, but if you were single though, and you like were still living this life, would there be one thing like me? It would be like, you know what? I, I'm married and like got kids and all the same things you have. But like, you know, a big rope diamond necklace. Like if I was single, oh. I, might, I might do it. Like I might just like take all of the endorsement money and just blow it and on just like blow it on ice, like a ice out watch, <laughs> just a, like a double, like a gold Rolex with like and pink diamond and yeah. sneakers. Yeah, you, I just you, got these two. Yeah, these yeah. Are, oh, dude, what are you I got? Some Jordans. Oh, you're rocking um, some old school twos. Old are those school twos? twos? These are ones actually. Oh, ones with the with, with the clay suede. It's tight. It's, it's my first forest green. Forest green. It's yeah. So, okay. Uh, so like, but so if I was a single dude, though, I'd have a, I'd have an iced out necklace, and I would have like a garage filled of Jordans, basically. Yeah. What would what? What's your it's like guitars? Like a wall of guitars. Oh. I just bought myself for my 40th birthday this year my first brand new electric guitar since I was the last one I bought before that was I was 19 years old. Okay. And that was my only second guitar. So I'm very I I buy a guitar, I treat it well, and right. I use the hell out of it, and I. Don't you know? This was like my first real right. it's a Fender Telecaster, American-made, beautiful guitar. But if I if I didn't have to take care of a family, right. forget it. I'd have a That's wall it. of I'd, I'd, every whim so I would you'd buy. Be collect, you'd be collecting. So now, you, obviously, you play though too. Yeah. Right? So I, what's I what's what's your what's your genre? I, I'm a I'm a blues man. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, traditionally, and I uh, played in bands. I played in a, a chef band. Two weeks ago, <laughs> okay. that I put together with uh, Duff Goldman, yes. uh, Bruce Coleman. Yeah, we just had them. That, those were last. Yeah, weeks. I saw yes, them. They were right, on, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, the the Potash brothers, yeah. the Potash twins. Yeah. I know it's Pot. I call them Potash twins. Yeah. And we put together this thing for Chicago Gourmet, and we we played. Uh, you know, we rehearsed for two and a half hours before the gig, and then played on the riverfront in Chicago. It was awesome. This is the next thing. See, I see. That's why I was telling them like I got to get on the ones and twos. That's how yeah. old I am. Like still, when DJs <laughs> actually had like. Records that they would spin, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you threw down on uh, guitar, guitar, and right. sang, yeah. Got it. So, so and with the Potash twins, it always becomes like a. I, I was I was telling them like a blood, sweat, and tears. Oh yeah, so like we, we got, incorporated. You got horns. horns. It's like it's like the band Chicago, right? Yeah. It's oh, like it's, the best. it's like vintage Chicago. It's the best soul rock. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a. Uh, it's just my hobby, but it's my passion. I, ju- I I've been playing since I was thirteen years old. Haven't stopped. Played in bands my in high school in college. I was the only house band at college, uh, so we, you know, we were the only one, and, and, and so we played. We were the house band at a bar and played fraternity parties, all that stuff. And I always loved it. I mean, I was I'm a performer by nature, and by nature, and or by training. Have you done any official like? Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I started when I was third grade. My parents had me when the first time I got in the school play. My parents had no idea, right, right, um, that I had uh, you know an affinity for uh, uh, you know uh, uh, the performance arts. Right? Yes, yeah. And I'm one of four kids, and we each have our ways to you know gain that attention from our parents. And I just developed mine, uh, you know, by making people laugh, and that translated to my first play when I was in third grade. And my parents came, and my dad dragged his ass. What from was work. the What was the play, dude? Let George do it. Okay, you haven't you haven't seen this I, on I have, Broadway? I have, have not. I have no, not. I seen, think it was yeah. one and done. Okay, okay. All right. it's probably the cheapest yeah. rights to right. buy for a third grade production. Right. Okay, uh, 
but I, I, I was, I was King George, and the third or fourth, whatever the one, you know, the, yeah, the, the lead, the, yeah, the, lead. the big, yeah. I was like, the second lead. Okay. I wasn't George, you know, I wasn't George Washington. Okay. I was King George. Fair enough. But Fair which enough. allowed me to use a British accent, which Ooh. I developed yes. through. Which I regal or Cockney, you know, I did it all. Nice. But I from these these VHS tapes, my yeah, my God for us, that were all nursery rhymes, done, like with British accents. So me and my sisters and brother, we we knew them by heart, and I think that's where I developed the British accent. And I, my parents dragged down there, and my dad through traffic gets to this stupid place. I see this stupid play, and I got on stage, and I, 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 I it was like the Tempest. I was, it was, <laughs> I was the sash, and I was projecting. And, you know, and my parents were floored. And from that, that next day, they had me enrolled in, in whatever. And from that, I was in Second City youth programs mm. at a very young age, through high school, through everything, groundlings in Los Angeles in my, my 20s, um, so then ha- so stand up, everything. Yeah. I wrote sketch comedy, everything. I've done every, every Dude, facet of the business. Now it makes a lot of sense. So then my question to you is how did you end up in with food? Because I couldn't make money doing any of that. So when I graduated college, uh, first of all, I always worked in food. My first job was for a butcher at 15, then out of the deli next door because they paid me a dollar more an hour, and then the caterer. But you're like cutting steaks and like writing sketch comedy in your head. I was more sweeping up sawdust Okay, you're sweeping sawdust and coming up with the sketch. I wasn't yet. But this was old school. I got paid three sixty two an hour. Oof. You can't have sawdust on the floor at Butcher's. It's, you know, it's yeah. a health code violation. Yeah. But this, I mean, I'm 40 years old, so it wasn't that long ago. Sure. But it was the most miserable. You know, mustachioed, mean butchers, <laughs> yeah. chain smoking while cutting meat right, with a stack right. of Playboys yeah. in the yeah. back. Yeah. It was like so cliche. You couldn't have wrote it better. Right. Uh, and then and I went to college, undergrad for radio, TV, played in bands, did theater here and there, you know, performed. And then graduated and opened a deli with my cousin. Like two weeks after I graduated from college, my my cousin's a chef, uh, worked at a a, a restaurant in, the, in in Chicago in the city. It was like I gotta get out of this life. I'm opening this deli. I got this great spot. We're gonna blow up. I was like, I'm in. It's like I know you've worked in food. Let's do it. It's one of my closest cousins. We're still partners to this day at, at at my restaurant. Right. So we opened this deli. Now a week into the deli, I got cast. Because I was still, I was like, yeah. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna make yeah. it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're. But here we go, back to making my bones, cooking. Right. And then I got cast in Tony and Tina's wedding mm. production of in Chicago's production as a waiter. Right. Right. <laughs> so now, now all day, I like, I, I'm running the deli. Right. right? I'm a, a, you know, small part owner, mostly manager. Right? right. Doing that from whatever six to three, getting in my car, going, going to the theater, changing, being the waiter. Right. After four years, I eventually. After two years, I eventually I was the uh, best man or groomsman, then the best man, then the MC, and then I was Tony, the right. lead, for the last couple of years because the director told me to lose, you know, twenty pounds. I lost forty, and right, and that, that was the end of that. But it's <laughs> like screw you, I'll lose whatever. I'll, I'm like, I'll t- I want the goddamn lead. Nice. I want that extra pay bump mm. to uh, fifty eight dollars right. a show instead <laughs> of uh, forty two. Right. Uh, and so I did that, and like that was kind of. Not my happiest time, but like I think the most formative years for me because I was I loved my I loved the deli slicing meat, making soups, sandwiches, salads, everything, cutting my teeth that way, and then performing at nights. Right. Um, and I I never have a day off. We did seven shows a week. We were open Monday through Friday at the deli. So to me, it was like I never worked harder, but it was fulfilling. Uh, and then both you know we sold the deli after four years. My cousin moved on to something else. I moved to L.A. Started doing stand-up, uh, groundlings, stuff like that. Right. 
found myself in a spot after about two and a half years, three years there, after shooting my own pilots for cooking shows, signing on with production companies, with agents, doing all that stuff, like almost making it so many times with my own concept that I would sell with me and my cousin would self edit and do, do all this stuff. And I was like, I rolled out of bed once. I'm like, I got to do something with my life. Even though I've done a lot at that point, right. I've never succeeded in yeah, anything. Because, by the way, that's a full story right there. Dude. It is. Yeah. So I, 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 I enrolled in culinary school. Okay. Even though, like, I kind of knew, like, I had a very good foundation. But so I spent the next year and a half, like, fully immersed, staged in a restaurant for a while, um, and graduated, you know, stayed at the restaurant. Uh, you know, life was all about. Food and co- I graduated top of my class, valedictorian. Whereas in high school and college, I had like a two point two. I was garbage. Right. You know, I was a garbage student up yeah. until and it was something I wanted school, to do. Yeah, you're killing the I game. Was like, no, I was like <laughs> yelling at people. Nobody's working hard. <laughs> right. Clean up. You know what I mean? I was that guy. You've been in the. You've been I, in the real world. I was like, this I, is my last chance. You yeah. know. And then, so then, is that a direct connection to uh, next work? Next, ne- next work food, Yeah. So I started auditioning after I graduated. I knew I had the chops, I had the thing, I had the professional experience. Like before, I was like, I'm not right. I don't, you know, who, they're not going to hire. You're not going to cast me in this. So I started doing that, and I came close. Um, I moved back to Chicago right during the audition process, and didn't get a call back till like after a couple months. I was home in Chicago, right? Right. I got a job. I was uh, a private chef for this large mortgage company. I was cooking. I had a cafe, fed 400 people. Me and like two other people under me. It was it was good good right. hours, good benefits, all that stuff. I was interacting with people every day, but right. still cooking. And you're still and reading for other, like you're still I'm you're going doing out. stand-up. You're doing, no, you're I was reading. doing, at that point, I was doing no stand-up. I was singing in a, in a, big, uh, a big band, like okay. a Sinatra, me and three girls that sang like, um, you know, like three-part harmonies. And I was like the crooner MC of it all. You know, right. Blow dry my hair till it was like, <laughs> burn itself on a light bulb. I see it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It was good. <laughs> so I was doing that on weekends. I was cooking full-time. And, you know, li- I was happy. I was good. And I... Got a call back, made it really far, didn't get cast in that that year. I thought, okay, my soul's back in Chicago. I'm, I'm right. home, you know? Yeah. This is where I need to be. I was like, I'm going to make it on this show finally. Right. Didn't work out. Had my kid. Second year, audition again. Third year, you know. So you auditioned again. I did four times. You keep yeah. auditioning. Yeah. More. It's not like they just have it on file and they're no. like, we'll call you next year. You keep coming No, back. I keep sending in videos, keep going to the calls. So by, the, by season seven... They call me, and my wife Sarah at that point was used to me dragging her to California, dragging her around. She's a nurse, so she right. can work anywhere. Right? She's great, very supportive, but very realistic and not like whimsical or dreamy in that regard. She's real, you know. She's like, think about this. I go, what are you talking about? She's like, right. well, if you send in this video, you're going to make it on that show, and our life's going to change forever. I go, what the hell do you know about me? Right? You don't know <laughs> shit about me. I only fail. <laughs> I go, I'm not going to make it. I go, get right. out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm right. going to show you. Right. But I said to myself, this is the last By night. the way, I want young Ray Liotta to play that scene out when we do. He's got to cover up those frosty blue eyes of his. He's great I, I in those commercials. How great... compelling are the, the Chantix commercials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, what they're... a man. He's a, he's a man, damn it. So, yeah, you know. Neil's so she just, knows it's going to happen. She knows it's going right. to happen. Okay. I don't believe in it. Right. I go out, fly to New York for the final round of uh, casting and auditioning or whatever. Come back. And also, then I, yeah. Also, by the way, though, like how, how crazy are they that you don't make it for three years? Yeah. 
because like you kind of like embody everything that that show is about right I don't know and it's like tough to come in there and just be like someone who cooks food and then you get thrown in front of a camera and you gotta you know all the things that they make you do as someone who's been in a couple episodes of that show that's why I always thought like Like, I always had a good were you too were you too polished maybe maybe I was too maybe my story wasn't good yet at this point I already like failed so many times I had the drive Uh, I had my son who was two at the time I, I have the professional, you know, uh, experience under my belt. Right, but they um, don't play that. Did they? I mean, again, they don't. They didn't play that arc out at all, right? Like no, it's not I mean, like they, you're... they played the kid. They played the failures. You know, the the comedy they love because is is he fun? Is he, he right. you're really funny, but you take cooking seriously. I mean, if I had a right, nickel right. for every time <laughs> I heard that. But when I finally made it on, it was like my wife was said again. She's like, "You get on that plane." I'm just like, "Let's talk about this." You know, happy you made it. You finally made it. But right. you're not only, you know, you're going to win the show. And right. then our life's really going to change. You're not just going to be a reality yeah. show contestant. Right. Right. You're going to be whatever. Right. Whatever this, whatever that yeah. victory comes with. Yeah, the, the next Food Network star. Exactly. Right. And, and you know what? Which, even at that point, it was pretty guaranteed. Like, it's changed, I think, in the yeah. subsequent years because some of the winners don't go on to have... Right. No, I mean, careers, you're gonna but... you're gonna be kind right now, but you're. This is what I was gonna get to. Like you, you made that happen, where it's not always the case. Everyone yeah. gets like a pilot, right, or something like that. Or exactly. Everyone gets a little shot at it, um, but you've really turned it into to being one of the network stars. I don't know. I mean, I like. I mean, no, I'm telling I mean, you, you. Okay, dude. Well, you I mean, you, <laughs> I'll compliment you. And you I've have, had plenty dude. of. I've had shows canceled. I've had. I've gone through all yeah. that because of the kitchen. I've been on the air for so long. Sure, you know, sure. Which is. Is, is a blessing. You've maintained. Um, You've maintained. And, you know, people. You know, I'm a co-host. I'm not the host. It's still not my own vehicle. But I think it's it's still uh, uh, at this point almost an institution, which uh, it, you know makes me feel I've have had this longevity. Yeah, dude, in this short I mean, not too many people have. I mean, outside of like you know uh, the uh, king, yeah. the yep. king, the king. Uh, you know, not the. But that was king, like but. that was like the that was the hope, right? I mean, I remember meeting him for the first time. The guy had has a gravity about him that is. It's undeniable. I mean, one of my favorite people in the world. You know, uh, if you if you don't know him, we always talk about it on the podcast how authentic he is. Yep. And um, but also knows how, knows how to do it, right? Yeah. And, and, and without with, it's and a good lesson too on how to treat people and treat your family and you know in this business you know without becoming. I mean, the guy could be the biggest jerk if he wanted to, and he'd still be successful. But I don't think. He'd be as successful, you know? Yeah. Listen, Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. You can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. Pluto TV is easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV now. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. We're here at the uh, New York Food and Wine yes. Festival weekend, right? Mm-hmm. You're about to meet all your screaming fans. Yeah. Right? I love it. Like, I love, you know, shaking hands, touching lives, right? All that stuff. I think to me, that's the greatest perk of this job is being recognized and i think if you're at our level or the level of some of us in this in this you know uh food star game right and you don't like the attention mm, yeah you know i don't know well you also gotta I think wor- you need to embrace it and you gotta work at it right so yeah. like what are your so, so this is because i didn't know your full story but it makes so much sense now like the first time dude that i met you and it was like shaking your hand in miami yeah. well before like wow. you're at the moment i was just like 
that guy's got it. Like he's yeah. got it. Like he's got well, thank you. something that like you you know it's not just from cooking and knowing about food. He's got that extra quality about mm-hmm. him. Obviously, I mean a lot of it's just you know part of who you are, but it's also that you trained to be in front of the camera. Yeah. You trained to be on the microphone. You play you play an instrument. You've acted. You've done all of these things. Stand up. I mean. Yeah. What what better way to go out there and just test your uh, <laughs> your fortitude, right? Than, I mean, than go out I in always, front of a group of strangers. And I've said this plenty of times. I knew I was going to be the best chef in the world. Like that wasn't my. I didn't want to star. I didn't want you know. I didn't want to open up anything. Uh, I, I I wasn't achieving accolades on that level. I didn't want a great review in the Chicago Tribune. You know, I wasn't going to be the best chef in the world. Right. I certainly wasn't going to be the best stand up or comic in the world. But. I could be the funniest chef in the world. Mm. Nobody really lay claim to that. There are very humorous cooks and chefs out there and food personalities, but like, I I wanted to be a guy who's like during a demo have 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 bits. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, no, have I'm a, the same. I'm the same way. Yeah. I would love actually. I'm gonna send you. Uh-huh. Part, I call my, I call what I do stand up cooking. Yeah, I mean that's what we do, right? It. It's like you like you can't go out there and just make a crab cake. No. Anymore. Nobody wants to see no one you cares. cook. Right. They, really, at the end right. of the day, they want to see you maybe zip something up that smokes or – you know what I mean? Especially yeah. in your you, case, you can you can. Well, I mean, the chemistry I, I, I sadly sometimes become one part magician. But yeah. whatever whatever gets sort of uh, – you know, Show business. I mean, whether it's Gallagher or Carrot Top. Yeah. I mean, whatever sort of works when it comes to props. Do you get into actually like gauging metrics? Like how comedians like oh you six you need six laughs uh, uh, you know no, a minute or anything or never. or thirty seconds of sustained laughter. Every I have minute. never even thought about it that right. way because I feel like <laughs> if I'm bombing. I know I'm bombing. I don't need do any. You, do you I run need a mathematical who, equation? Who do you run material by or where where you? I don't. Where do you... you know what I've done stand up a couple times over the last since all this happened. Right. Um, outside of demos and personal sure, appearances sure. and stuff like that, which I'm doing the same material essentially. But without cooking, it's way scarier. And I always feared stand-up more than any performance art right. ever. And I've done it a hundred, hundreds of times. And I hate, I, I still hate, like, and now I can do it. Like, right. I have comedy clubs being like, come do a set. You yeah. know, I've done at Zany's in Chicago. It scares the shit out of me. Every time. Beyond anything. And the beauty of the cooking, it, like, gives you a safety net in a way. That's a hundred percent, dude. You know? And you can't. Like, why would I take away that safety net when people, you know, want to still want to see you talk about food and connect with food and everything? No, but, but you have to take away the Yeah. If I, if I know you a little bit, like, you, you have to take away the safety net to yeah. know, like, if, you, if it can, if that, if the personality and, and the humor can stand alone. Yeah, that's true. And it did. Like, I've done good, but I still don't want to pursue it. You know what I mean? Right. I know I can do it. Like, if I would do a like eventually maybe a one man show incorporating the music all that stuff right. I have it in me obviously like every asshole on the planet I just got to put it on paper <laughs> just got to write that screenplay man right I got a screenplay well let me read it I haven't written it yet you right. know um, it's like everybody in L A right yeah uh, I got this great idea oh I got this great Let's idea. set up the meeting yeah well, I'll drop it on you in the meeting yeah exactly yeah. so it's you know it's it's it, it really is like the number one thing that's kind of pulling pulling at me right now is to to get back on that horse right dude you're gonna do it dude you're gonna you're gonna kill it so if you had to advise the uh this this newer generation you know uh whether it's food network star or just someone who wants to break in now where there's such a saturation of Mm. of talent like do you suggest like would you recommend especially someone that doesn't have like the formal training yeah that you have to like do improv to like i think so do, do a lot of stuff in front of the camera like challenge yourself 
I would even think, I mean, the camera's one thing. I think just getting comfortable with your voice, right. you know, uninterrupted. Uh, letting your voice kind of breathe out in the open. Like, if you're doing stand-up or improv, I think improv's great, but a lot of the times you're not, you don't have the luxury on food TV to play off other people. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas improv is, is give and take and playing off other people on stage. But, like, I think stand-up. But even, I mean, listen, eight years ago, the YouTube culture was not where it's at now. You have this medium at, at, at your fingertips where you can pimp out whatever the hell you want without having a specific point of view with buying $200 of equipment and right. editing it off your phone. You can do that. Like, you could create your own brand without having the mercy of an all-powerful network right. you know, or a reality show competition. And, you th- and people should do that. I think so. I don't know. Right? What, I mean, what other way are you going to? No, I mean, I, your, you I agree with you, but I mean, I'm trying to think of the person who's like, oh, well, it's not perfect. I don't think it's great. Like, just throw it out into the world, right? Like, throw just, it out in the like, world. I mean, spend time on it. You know, course. don't make it one static. You know, you know, uh, JVC, uh, you know, VHSC <laughs> tape, <laughs> right, shaky right, with terrible right, audio. Right. I mean, and, like, unless that's what you're going for, <laughs> unless there's some like but genius there's, there. There's apps for that, so you know, why would you invest in crappy old equipment when you can just get the app? But I mean, it, I, I mean, for me, it was it's easy now to get stuff out there. I think it's so saturated that it's harder to break through. Just as hard as it's ever been, I think, to make it because there is so much out there, so much noise and so much competition. But, I mean, listen, there's talent on the networks right now that are solely based off YouTube, mm. like not Food Network star. Of course, That of have course. their own show. Yeah. And that, if that doesn't tell you. Well, things but go I think through, you things know go through waves. Too. I think it translates very quickly. If you don't know how to cook, you, you know, the viewer will, will pick up on that. I think so. Dude, you're, you're just like killing the game, dude. Like, congrats, well, I'm though. Trying. You know, it's hard, man. I, you know, my life... What, do you do, what, do you, what are you going to end up... What do you, what's the next thing for you? It's like, like creating your own, your, your own thing? Your, well, your... I got the restaurants now, so right. we're at six locations. Um, How do you even concentrate on that? It's very... It's, it's, it, it, is, it is a... It's a very... As you know, man, like, I didn't get into that, that level of restaurant ownership until right. three years ago. And it's been a learning experience. It's up and down. It's very difficult. We're expanding. Um, we have a retail line, our pig candy, our sauces. We're developing sausages and, and empanadas and, and all this stuff. And it's constant. It's constant It's constant attention. But right. I love it because it gives me, fulfills that uh, that, that the, part the of life. entrepreneurial it, side not, of Yeah, you. exactly. The long and tail, right? It's, I'm not a, a. I didn't license my name. You know what I mean? It's not. I'm a partner. I'm a. I'm an owner. Um, I visit the restaurants, and you know, I take it personally. Every little failure and every success, mm-hmm. uh, and it, and it really does kind of fulfill that void when I'm not shooting, which is not all the time. I mean, you know, I mean, like, yeah, you're, you, unless you're, I don't know, on some HBO series, you're not shooting that. I mean, we're shooting every every three four weeks for three days, and then the whatever comes with that, but. This I'm I'm constantly working at. So on the television side, what's the next? Like you you, you know hmm. we talk about like writing a script. You're saying oh. like coming up with your own show, getting pitching the, right. Like I, I can even I hear it in your voice when you're like I'm still I'm the co-host I'm the co-host. Yeah. Like are you you like you I definitely have that. the chops and the talent to be like you know standalone. I would love to do that. I mean I, I Sandwich King was my own show. I love yeah. a, I just I love my own primetime vehicle. Um, either a road show where I get to travel. I mean those seem to always come back. What about and, scripted? I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. I Why did audition no... for two pilots last okay. my, sorry, last yeah. pilot season. Um, and 
I don't think I did good because they were like really dramatic. It was like Chicago PD, and right. Chicago okay. law, <laughs> right. Chicago bus driver. I don't know how right. many there are now, but I was like, oh, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't. I'm so removed from that dramatic acting world, right? But I was like, why not give it a shot? Sure. Um, but I think if I found the right comic, I've pitched scripted shows based on my life loosely, right. and. You know what? I would love that. I think it'd be great. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's <laughs> Chicago food. Chicago, Chicago chef. Right. Chicago, yeah. I, Chicago I think you do. You have the real serious, like tweezered chef. Oh my god! You're, like it could be like Empire, but yeah. with chefs set in Ooh, Chicago. That's I think good. I think we could do that, dude. Uh, you're awesome. Usually at this point in the podcast, we play a little game. You down to play a game? I'm down. This one's specifically for you, Jeff Morrow. It's called Morrow Less. More or, more less. or less. Oh, I get right? it. Nice. More or less. Okay. Nice. Uh, so I'll say something. You let me know. You want more of it or you want less of it? Okay. All right. I like it. Uh, meal delivery kits. You know the Blue Aprons Ooh. of the world. More I'm gonna, okay. or less. Because uh, this okay. is okay. We yeah? just okay. My wife. Can I? Can I elaborate? Please. On? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping you do. My wife Sarah just or is called Green Chef. It's a yeah, paleo we've done version, some stuff right? with, with Green Chef. Yeah, matter of fact, they've been a sponsor on the pod before. Oh, really? Yes. Great. Oh, look at this. This yeah. is not. This is not paid. <laughs> not I'm not getting yeah. a cent from this. She ordered it. She thought it was coming next week, right? After because I got to shoot the kitchen right after, so I'm gone until mm-hmm. next Friday. She thought it was going to come the following week, right. To have these three meals waiting for us after we land, and we boom, you got. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's great for tr- couples and families who travel a lot. And so we, but we had it delivered. She had it delivered on mistake. Last yesterday, okay. So I was like, "We're leaving them." I'm like, right. "I'm not wasting this. We're making yeah. three dinners." You're like, "I'm not going to eat for another Dude, 18 that's hours." Six meals. Right. Oh, yeah. exa- exa- <laughs> oh man, I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, real like real balanced in flavor, like strong, mm-hmm. strong flavors. Which some of the other ones I have, they've been pretty tame. Yeah. Um, in these Green Chef ones, I, I thought they were they were excellent. And we ate well, especially because they have like the keto and the paleo, exactly. and they have all and that's these sort what of my, things. My wife out. loves that. I like that. I, I think. Did you find more, yourself more staying on? Could, could you stay on script though, as a as a chef? Hell you, no. Okay, right. I had the torch out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was right. finishing my shrimp with the torch. Adding this, I did. That's one of my issues I find with them is like it kind of makes it. Eventually, once you do like three or four of yeah. them, even if you weren't like a cook or a yeah. trained chef, it makes it a little redundant. Yeah. So like as a business, um, so more or less. More or less meal delivery kits. I'm gonna say Moro. Okay, <laughs> nice. Less, less packaging Moro. though. The packaging's the worst part. There is you a lot. You can recycle of it, and there's recyclable ones sure, in that. Sure. But still, it's like you gotta open that. I, I, I could chop my own onion, but yeah. then it's defeating the it's purpose. Like one one chive in a, in a, in a ramekin is, is a little intense. Okay, <laughs> off to the next thing here. How about fast casual burger restaurants? Less. Right. Is it? It's, it's over. Oversight. Right. It's, it's, the bubble is burst. The right? bubble is burst. Okay. Not even it's not even worth. Uh, I love it. I right? mean, I love is, Shake is Shack. A, is, a, is a burger a sandwich? Yes, of course. Okay, it's the ultimate sandwich. You're, you're, oh, the old, wow! Look at that. Like, like, and a hot dog is a sandwich too. We'll get into that next uh, episode. I think. I, well, of course. So basically, anything that's between bread is a sandwich. Do you need bread? Well, for you it? have the kingdom of sandwiches. <laughs> then you have the, the class, and then the phylum, right? right? Yeah. Um, and then the class it, it would be you know uh, sausage, you know, cased meats. Yes. And then the phylum would be bun cased meats, right. Which would there be hot dog, which is still. Something in between something. Okay. So uh, something something in that between. That is it. I, I, I've broken it down a million times. Everybody has an opinion. Yeah. A sandwich is essentially something. And what about an open face sandwich? I'm like, you know what? Why do we have to? You, you, the bathrooms aren't even defined anymore. Let's not define our food right? as much. Something it's between like, something will now be the probably the yeah. title of this podcast, yeah. though. Just, just for, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, food competition shows. More or less. 
Whew. Considering I want to, I want to host one of these Morrow, <laughs> so, starring so, so, Jeff Morrow. Okay. Fair, fair, fair enough. So do I. And uh, there's exactly. many, many of them in my moleskin right now and out there trying yeah, to be sold. Good. Well, you know. Um, well, it also works though, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think, like, I think honestly, it's still one of the genres that continually rates, right? I mean, how much? Look I at mean, Chopped as a juggernaut. It's been on the air forever. I mean, how I mean, many? It's like thousand episodes or whatever. I mean, how many? You know, for if 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 it's it's sports for people that are into that. Type ah, of thing. ah, you're and you're a sports guy. I mean, I feel like a little I bit. Mean, like I watch Chicago, football. That's about it. You have to be a sports guy if you live in Chicago. Yeah. I feel like no one's truly though made the connection to sports. Meaning, like no one's blown it out to yeah. where like you and I are hosting the Monday night pregame to this thing. We're yeah. analyzing the competition. No one's ESPN. No, drawing on the screen and everything. That's that what I'm talking great. about. Maybe that's that's maybe what, that's the show. The, yes. the post chopped. Color commentator. I'll be the color. You'll be the you know the that, analytical guy. That's that that works. Yeah, I'm, I'm the. Don't stats take guy. our idea, people no, it's, on the it's, internet. Uh, and also, then I want to connect it to fantasy. Don't you want to see like Jeff Morrow and Richard Blaze? Well, maybe not. We'll, we'll host it. We'll have yeah, some we'll other ones com- compete. Yeah. But then you can draft that fantasy team, and you could have. I'm telling awesome. you, there's some big ideas there. Big okay, money. so we're saying big we're both saying Morrow on that. Yep. Okay. Um, how about hands and pans? Videos, you know, you're on the Instagram. Ugh. I'm making a Cheeto pie. Yeah, in 30 seconds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do, 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 do. The music. It's, it's like the opposite of porn music. Have it, you noticed? It, it is, is like its so own creepy music. It is Absolutely. creepy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say less. Definitely less. Definitely. Right? Although, like, whatever. I, I want to do one just to get the five million views yeah. or whatever it is. Um, and then you want to forget yeah. about it. Um, but most s- of the end product doesn't even look that good at the end. No, you're like, yeah. what? They put well, a hot dog it. and a chew 30 seconds. You exactly. can't get that back. Um, social media. <laughs> Less. Ooh, and a controversial Less answer. of certain. Right. Certain elements, of course. Um, I think it's better for all of us. From, uh, from Yes, less. I don't know. I'm not on it that much. I don't... I, don't, I, I post. I think it's a great uh, way to get the word out there. Great to help... Um, your, your Instagram your game, okay, I have to be honest with you. I track you. No. Oh. I think it's, I mean, your growth rate is incredible. Oh, really? Yeah, I've chased down a couple of, like, I put people on my, like, you know, like, you know when you're running and you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I, wanna, I wanna stay close to that person because right? yeah. I respect you so much. Well, your you. growth is, like, pretty incredible on the Instagram. It's been, I love yeah. Instagram. So that I would do more Instagram because okay. I, I think that's the truest platform. Right. There's a lot less hate. A lot less, uh, you know, uh, personal opinions. Even it's, though it's you've... like your own homepage yeah. is more defined, right? Exactly. So, but on the Twitter or Facebook, you're that I feel like you're going less. I feel yeah. like you want to chop this up a little bit more. I can't think so. Yeah. Put all my eggs into the Instagram basket, right? You don't get out there though, and like, you don't you don't get into any sort of scraps on no, Twitter. Man, once in a while, you yeah. got to bite the carrot, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Once in a while. Uh, okay, so we're saying kind of in between on that one. Yeah. Uh, Polish sausage. Oh, Moro. <laughs> it needs to be all over. And there's places yeah. in Chicago that are so near and dear to me. that, And it's like the last talked about Chicago staple are these Polish stands where you go and you get grilled onions, mustard, mm-hmm. and these, you know, kind of spore peppers on them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, crappy neighborhoods, stanky onions all over your hands. You can't wash it off for days. Moro. Moro. I, I agree. I want to do, I just, you know, I've been done, do, did the DNA test. So I'm 8.5% Polish. Oh, really? So I want to come You're to in. Chicago you, and You'll do be a right concept. at home. I want to do like, you know, a Richard Blaze sort of Eastern European sort of concept. Polish shirt. They, they are all over Chicago. They're wonderful people. We it's love a, we uh, love affair with the amazing. Polish Okay, uh, so we're going. And that's and let's be honest. Moro and all sausage, I'm assuming you're going to say. All sausage. Yeah, all sausage. All sausage. Except when people, <laughs> especially I find this a lot in New York City, they try to pawn off 
uh, Spanish chorizo is Mexican chorizo. Ah, ah. Especially on just, sets. So like, we got you your... I go, give me the El Supremo from the tub. I red. want it bright red. Drown in orange fat. All that annatto's in there. Right, but just... Like nuclear red. You don't know when it's cooked because it comes... It's just as red. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's I don't want dried... Mm. Or like artisanally ground, yeah, chorizo. Right. So that's the only one. Just give me the real deal. I like that. You have some. Obviously, the sandwich king. Yeah. You have, you have lots of uh, uh, <laughs> love when it comes to specific ingredients. I love that uh, Okay. Uh, because you're a Chicago guy, not because it's just a hot topic, but Moro less Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> I more of, more of his music, less of his his his. his Opinions, which he's entitled to. I love yes. it. I never get political. I don't care. I love his music. I yeah. have been a fan of every single one of his albums, top to bottom. We listen to him. I love. I love. I, I love his. I think he's a true, true artist uh, in every sense of the world. Word. You know, he's he, he's he's very polarizing right now, which is not good for the city, right. especially after he claimed he was going to move back to Chicago with his family, which I don't think will ever happen. But right. I don't he's know. It's back entertainment, all, he's man. Back Whatever, all, man. I'll the, see him in the... He's coming back with the, all the Yeezy factories. They're Listen, gonna, it's going to... Whether it's contrived or, 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 or pure, yeah. I don't care, man. He puts on a show, yeah. and I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. I, I, you know, and if my wife, who, uh, Jasmine, who co-hosts with us, would probably be on the other side here. But, like, I wear the Yeezys. I listen to the music. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone has their opinion and whatever. Some of it, I obviously, most of it I disagree with. I like ridiculous. it. Even though it was uh, seven, give it six and a half tracks, that was a great album. I liked uh, Kids See Ghost with Cuddy. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like everything he puts out. There you go. And you know what? Yeah. You whatever. can, you I mean, can separate the two. taking risks in the world? You listen to radio, and I'm a big music fan. Um, and I listen to really only Sirius XM. Everything from Indie Rye, Sirius XMU to Hip Hop to Shade 45, all these I, I know the gamut of, of what's being played on the radio. And really, hip-hop is really the only place you're getting interesting uh, new music. And even 75% of that is, is pretty baseline uh, uh, cookie-cutter hip-hop, too. I think there's a lot. I mean, that's where you're finding the innovation, and he's kind of at the forefront of that. Dude, I agree. Certainly not pop or rock. Yeah. Nice. No, you're, yeah, you're sitting on the edge of bed. Last Whoa, one. Here we go. Did you hear my uh, back crack? It's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm loving this. All right. The last one of the day. Ginger liqueur. <laughs> That's what they gifted me, a bottle of Avion in this hotel room and an airline bottle of... Uh, Borrows intense ginger liqueur handmade in Brooklyn. I didn't even get that, so that's no. all right. Um, that's what happens when you're on the outer skirts of the universe uh, uh, with, with the network. All right, last one. Uh, Moro less, Jeff Sakarian. Oh, Moro. The world needs more Sakarian. Talk about a man... A true artist. Yes. He does not deviate from his philosophies or brand or whatever. You take it. He's got a vibe and he loves it. And, and he is so hard work, so much more hardworking than me that I can only aspire to be more of Jeffrey. I mean, I shoot all day and I'm like, I lay it all out. Like, I have nothing left to give. Right. Occasionally, right? You got to go wine and dine. You got to meet the agents, do this, do that, go to an event, whatever. He does it like every night, like two things mm-hmm. after we wrap. After a ten hour day, I don't I just wanna like I'm yes. I'm grub hubbing, right? Exactly. Netflix yes. right. Putting the plate like the food on my belly in bed. And he's wearing his second three second. piece suit. <laughs> he's got one in the he's got one in the car. Popping right? champagne, oh, sending God. out champagne. Sabering sabering right. Exactly. He's got, he got three sabers in the car. I, I, I agree with you. You gotta do more of those. Jeff Morrow, you're awesome, dude. Last awesome. thing we do on the podcast uh, as we wrap it up is called eighty six. 
It's 86. Something in the world or in your world that you would like to 86. It can be super silly or super silly. Or it could be in the sandwich world. It could be serious, but, you know, I mean. All right. Can we 86 this? Let's do it. The the shakes with a bunch of crap on it. Oh, first of all, I love this answer. It's right? like it's like it was a Bloody Mary at some point. It was like Bloody Marys yeah, with, more, like, yeah, with like like a, three burgers, nineteen and hot dogs, like, right? Exactly, like a, a sleeve of egg rolls, <laughs> right? This is, this is lumpia. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, when you get to the liquid, I don't right. get a shake. I don't. I didn't order a shake right. for an ice cream cone yeah. and a slab of you know uh, a flourless chocolate cake. This, I ordered it for a milk. This is true. Vanilla is ice true. cream and, right. and, and Hershey syrup. There's, there's a, a, a sparkler with a crazy oh, straw. It's like bottles. Talk about bottle yeah. service. There's <laughs> right. three you know scantily clad uh, waitresses bring out your shake. I'm like, I don't want this. I don't need a, a chisel and a sherpa to get not, to, to, to the liquid not, of not my even shake. Just to know what a thirty three dollar shake tastes like. I don't know, man. I know it was like hot. I don't even know if they're still hot, but I still I, see them on Instagram. No, I man. agree. Like, what does it happen to the good old days where you just like made one with liquid nitrogen? You know what I like. <laughs> And that's it. That's it. What about the member in the old – like growing up, there was the place that gave you it in the glass like parfait cup and then the side yeah. of the metal blender the, cup. The, the best. The best. Yeah, I want had, the well, – Everyone should do that. You got a reserve you should, tank. You know what? You should do that, – that should be some – that should be like yeah. something with all foods. All foods come with like, like a, an extra here's cup. Here's your of- plate. <laughs> But here's a side little plate of the extra things that were in the fry basket. See, that's, we didn't give you those. That's the next food truck. I think that's the thing we got to do. Because it's hard to eat. Because yeah. they put the cake batter on the side of the glass yeah. with the these ultra shakes, whatever right, these right. messy yeah. shakes. Yeah. So I've never had one. Have you had one? I've I, I've had my own restaurants pitch them, but I have fought against them. Do you, so do you have to like you have the shake cup, right? And like the mug or whatever, yeah. And then they paint the outside and stick shit to the outside. Do you have to like eat? Do you, oh, eat, do you pick I, at it with a knife or do you like scrape it with your teeth? Like, I mean, I guess you. I have not seen one of those. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I like sprinkled. That. It's a salt crusted milk. So you gotta oh tap God. through the outer crust like a, to like get a, into it. It's like a really old uh, French onion soup, right? right. You just like, can't like get to the, the good liquid. old days where you just had like a goldfish in a martini glass that's and you it. had like, to like slurp the goldfish down. Ooh, that's good. That's Real like that was like you're right. That's when it was like. Did that exist? I feel like I could not have just made that up. Because right it's got to be you got to you got to got to be quick with it because the fish would probably die pretty quickly. That's in the, true. In the booths. Yeah, and if it hasn't been done, like I need to jump on that. Like by the time this, it have to drops, be like a like small orange goldfish, not like a betta fish. Right. Yeah, you don't want one. Like, like well, you could do like uh, was it David Blaine? Like if you see, he's like like oh, he's swallowing like and then he regurgitates fish and regurgitate him. Yeah. I swear to God, anything to be on TV, right? <laughs> dude, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. You, man. You're awesome. Uh, congratulations on everything, dude. You're like truly an inspiration. Like you really oh, are, man. Dude. You're, you're as well, man. I game. was watching you uh, long before I was on TV. Well, so. I, that's uh, a, a sad, a sad thing to hear. But <laughs> <laughs> it's good, man. Uh, I will see you tonight at one of these parties or tomorrow. Uh, people can find you where in Chicago, Chicago, Pork and Mindy's, Pork and Mindy's every uh, Saturday morning. Saturday morning Every, at right? 10, a, 10 a, uh, 11 uh, Eastern, hey, 10 Central. Remember when you were a kid, you were watching cartoons on Saturday morning? Yep. Now everybody's watching And now food. people are watching you on Saturday morning. How about Whoa! That? Bowl of cereal in their uh, underroof. That's right. That's right. That's crazy. Everyone, do us a favor. Jump on over to iTunes. I know you love this episode. Give us a review. This is the only five-star thing that I've ever done. Really? Uh, so keep the trend up. Over 300 and something reviews. Uh, and until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, 
or podcastone.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsors who help make this all possible. Of course, our viewers make it possible as well. Analon Advanced. Visit Macy's to shop the collection or go to analon.com now. Um, and of course, TrueCar. Visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience.